When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seven one, and it is the nineteenth. It is a Monday. Good morning, San Antonio. There's Don. There's Jimmy, and there's Elaine. And the phones are always open at two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Great to have you with us. Going to be very hot all week this week, but maybe a change a week from today. All right, we'll tell you more about that a little bit later on. Uh, Cowboys did everything they could to help the Bengals win yesterday. The Bengals just refused to win, but the Cowboys sure tried to help them win yesterday. They just couldn't couldn't make it happen. Um. The gift that keeps on giving, and it just gets better all the time. A new uh, story out this morning that New York City Mayor Eric Adams is considering taking legal action against Texas over the busloads of illegal immigrants that are being sent to the Big Apple. Oh, please. Yes, Mr. Mayor, sue Texas. Oh, 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 yes. Uh, the, the Presidente is uh, dispatching Merrick Garland to see if he could arrest Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott. We're going to try to arrest those guys for sending illegal immigrants. Hey, wait a minute, baby. Hey, wait a minute, baby. For two years now that he's been a well, not quite two years, but ever since he's been a president, they've been flying illegal immigrants to New York and uh, Florida and all over. And so please arrest these guys and lock them up because this is exactly what we need oh it'd be perfect oh yes eric adams saying our legal team is looking at legal challenges we could do with texas we believe there are some options we have because when you involuntarily place someone on a bus we believe that skates the law we're not leaving any stones unturned to make sure that new yorkers are not being treated in an unfair way said the new york mayor really uh involuntarily i don't think so uh, they are given uh, a piece of paper that they sign that says they want to go to New York. And they do. They're begging. When they get here, they say, where do you want to go? And they say, New York. I want to go to New York. Uh, and Martha's Vineyard might be the new place that they want to go. So all this crapola about they don't want to go, they don't want to go, they don't want to go. Oh, yeah, no, they're given that. They're given a nice little baggie full of stuff. And there's food, there's donuts, there's coffee, there's uh, soft drinks on this bus. This is like a party bus to the UT game. Yeah, and they go all the way to New York City, the Big Apple, man. And when they get off up there, they, they're given all kinds of free stuff in New York or, or in Martha's Vineyard. So Republicans, wake up. The economy and this, they're your issues. There's a new video up on the Treyware page at KTSA.com. Don't go to KTSA.com main page because they can't, for whatever reason, they can't get my videos up. But on the Treyware page at KTSA.com, it is there. So love for you to check that out and see about what the Republicans should be doing. Oh, it's up now. Oh, how nice. Um, well, thank you, Elaine. Ron DeSantis pointing out that there were journalists in Martha's Vineyard last week more so than have ever come to the southern border. You see what's beautiful about what Ron DeSantis did last week by sending them to Martha's Vineyard, where the hooty, tooty, and sn- snobby people live, um, that the journalists ran to Martha's Vineyard to film all of these illegal aliens, 
50 of them, by the way. We get 50 in about one second here, right? The New York Times listed no, no fewer than 14 bylines. Hysterical, Martha Vineyard covered. The Washington Post, six bylines. And that was just the first day, and it just grew as the end of the week happened last week. DeSantis was declared by the media to be cruel and inhumane and guilty of human trafficking. God, he's got to love this. In fact, he got a standing ovation. A speech in Kansas mentioning the migrant flights to Martha's Vineyard, and the people stood up and cheered Ron DeSantis. It's so good. While Greg Abbott sent another note to Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, come on down to the border. I want you to see it, Eric. I want you to see what we're dealing with here. And he won't go. You know why? The reason he won't go is because he has to face the truth if he goes. And we're talking about the truth of millions who have come across the border and destroyed beautiful border towns here in Texas. Destroyed them. Destroyed them. But as long as it was happening in El Paso, that's fine. We can't have it happen in Martha's Vineyard because if it happens in Martha's Vineyard, well, well, the Chardonnay may get tainted. Get these brown people out of here. And they did. In 24 hours, they activated the National Guard, sent them over to Joint Base Cape Cod, and got them over there. Isn't it great? And they're giving them money so that they can go out and Uber. They can go to the fence. They can Uber and run around Cape Cod and buy the things that they want to buy. It's your money. So you're working, and you're paying for them to go playing, for, for the illegal immigrants to go play. Oh, how nice it is. When it comes to hundreds of secret migrant flights that the Biden administration has been sending in the dead of night from Washington over the past 14 months, the uh, Democrat-controlled media has done nothing or said nothing. 8,500 illegal migrants flood over the border every day at least. We're closer to 10,000. And Joe Biden clearly has created a historic crisis that we're dealing with. And, and nobody ever paid any attention to it. It's crickets from the media until, of course, Ron DeSantis sent a couple of plane loads. And by the way, DeSantis Airlines is continuing to operate because he says, I'm sending more. This is only the beginning. We're only getting started with this. This was a single plane load of 50 to Martha's Vineyard. 87% of the people up there vote for Joe Biden, and they all say that they're a sanctuary place until, until the sanctuary people show up. Oh, by the way, NBC putting out a tweet from an immigration activist calling them trash, calling the illegal immigrants trash. I'm going to tell you about that in a little bit. But they said that they're a sanctuary for illegals, and Ron DeSantis said, I'm just helping them get to the sanctuary cities, that's all, where they can take care of them. We can't take care of them here. And President Biden, in the wake of that, said that Ron DeSantis is un-American and that he was scrambling to get his cabinet together to stop more illegal aliens being relocated to sanctuary cities run by Democrats. How come, Mr. President? You're the one who's been flying them for 14 months. And disgraced former FBI figures like Russiagate's Andrew Weissman has been salivating about sicking the DOJ under cruel DeSantis. And let's get him arrested. He should be arrested. DeSantis, what he did was not cruel. Migrants had a good time at the vineyard. What's cruel is telling them to come to this country and we'll take care of you, when in fact many of them die, they end up in slavery, uh, they end up dead so that the, uh, the cartels can put drugs inside of their bodies to get the drugs across the border, etc., etc. That's what's cruel, what the president is doing, not what the governors of these states are doing. They've got to keep it up. They've got to do more of it. More of those buses got to flow to New York City. More of those airplanes have got to go to Martha's Vineyard and other hoity-toity little enclaves where they hang out. In fact, uh, the uh, illegal immigrants say they are grateful to Ron DeSantis for sending them there. 
Eliud Aligar, a 27-year-old from uh, Venezuela, says the life here is good. Talking about the military base when he and uh, 49 other um, illegal immigrants were sent. It's, it's really good here. And uh, we can go down to the gate, and we can get out, and we can run around. We can call Uber, and that's what they've been doing. Now, as far as them being falsely lured, there are numerous forms for them to sign. They give a packet to them of all kinds of goodies. Somebody on CNN over the weekend was saying that sending 50 illegal aliens to Martha's Vineyard is reminiscent of the Holocaust. Look at this. It's the Holocaust all over again. Really? Are they frying bodies in, 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 uh, in crematoriums up there? Is that what's going on? Are these people emaciated from not being fed? Are they being are there cruel and unusual punishment being carried out on them from weird, uh, strange, evil doctors? What's not humane is what Joe Biden is doing. He gives a false promise, saying the border is open, come on in, and it is not. It's not. Uh, it's it, it does not turn out the way the immigrants, the illegal immigrants, want it to turn out. So here we are. Most, by the way, of those estates on Martha's Vineyard are sitting empty right now they go there for the summer and then they leave after labor day you saw jaws (laughs) so why don't they just open up their homes you got barack and michelle obama they've got this gigantic house with you know tons of bedrooms and it's a 12 million dollar mansion it's got eight bathrooms in this 12 million dollar mansion that that michelle and barack why don't they just open that up and invite them to come it's sitting empty right now why don't they just invite them to come on in it'd be cool wouldn't it a record number of buses carrying illegal immigrants rolled into new york city yesterday at least nine busloads arrived from texas yesterday typically there are between 40 and 50 illegal immigrants on there a worker at the port authority saying before it used to be one or two buses a day three days a week now it's six or seven in a day every day and at night too on saturday six buses arrived from el paso and that's the democrat mayor of el paso sending those buses up there not governor greg abbott the buses coming from el paso coming from the democrat mayor and now mayor adams in new york city says the illegal immigrants just might be housed on cruise ships there you go give them a cruise now we don't have any room for them here in New York. Uh, they have plenty of room for them in New York. They just don't want them, folks. You see, when, when the Democrat sanctuary cities actually have to be a sanctuary city, they don't want the brown people hanging around. Oh, no, we don't want the brown people out here. So we're going to put them on a cruise ship. Or we're going to send them to Cape Cod, Joint Base Cape Cod, and get them out from underneath our feet. They're in our way unless they're doing the grass, trimming trees, and we don't need that done right now. So, hey... Let's put them on a cruise ship and let's send them away. You're working. You're minding yourself. You're, you're raising your family and paying your bills and doing all that. When was the last time you got to take yourself on a cruise ship? Well, New York is going to put the illegal immigrants on cruise ships. How nice. And lawyers, lawyers now are calling for a criminal probe into Ron DeSantis, saying that he broke the law by flying them up there. Good. You know, go after him because... Joe Biden has been doing it for 14 months. And if you're going to go after Ron DeSantis, who did not break any laws, then go after Joe Biden and let's get him out of office right now. In fact, he should have been removed. And and Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to file 
uh, impeachment papers today, this morning at, at 8 o'clock when she gets in. She's going to file impeachment papers. That'd be interesting. So it was a weekend for football. I mentioned the Dallas Cowboys, and they tried to give the game to the Cincinnati Bengals. They did everything they could to help the Bengals win yesterday. But you know what we've been telling you? <laughs> we've been telling you about Aaron Rodgers and his ayahuasca, you know, going away and doing that uh, what whatever kind of psychedelic drug that is. And he really is kind of a chilled-down version of the way he used to be. They scored a touchdown yesterday, the Packers did. And you know how they all celebrate? All the players got in a circle, and they, and they acted like they were doing ayahuasca, <laughs> and then fell down, passed out in the end zone. <laughs> I saw that. I didn't put two and two together. Now it I makes sense. I knew you would love it. I knew you would love that. No, that, that was the ayahuasca celebration. Okay, now it's, fu- now it's funnier. Isn't that great? Oh, good one. So for, uh, for those of you who didn't see it, they got in a circle, all the players did, and they act like they were drinking ayahuasca and stuff. Yeah, they were pouring in glasses and they were drinking, and then they fell down and they laid there like they were dead in the end zone. That was their ayahuasca celebration to Aaron Rodgers. Good stuff. All right, back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. KTSA and FM 1071. Okay, it's 524. Trey Ware here. Phones are always open at 210-599-5555. Uh, I want to talk about Scott Pelley, uh, Joe Biden, in 60 minutes here in just a couple of seconds, but... The Queen's funeral is going on today, and while we won't be uh, spending a whole lot of time going over there, <clears throat> they just read some scripture the Prime Minister did a couple of seconds ago, and now I believe they're singing a hymn. Jimmy, can we bring up a little bit of that and listen to the hymn that they're singing for just a second here? This is the Queen's funeral in uh, Great Britain going on right now. No? Oh, you got it? Don's got it over there. Thank you, Don. Pretty. Thank you. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Jimmy. Appreciate it very much. Okay, it's 525 at KTSA. Let's go back to uh, the news of the day. And last night, uh, CBS and Scott Pelley, who's a San Antonio guy, by the way, uh, did all they could do to rehabilitate Joe Biden, and it failed miserably during 60 minutes, trying to save his uh, his numbers and pump him up a little bit. Heavily edited. Uh, I, you know, I have no idea if they give him something to open his eyes a little bit. I don't know. Um, I, I, I would suspect that they do because in these moments, this is the first one he's done in a, uh, almost a full year. They, uh, you know, he's, he's more alert than he is when he uh, typically gives a speech or something. And they, and, and they do edit it very heavily. Um, he said the economy, that he is growing the economy, Despite the fact that the economy has shrunk for two quarters and businesses like FedEx announcing over the weekend that they are halting hiring and expansion plans. Now, that's a significant thing there because we're headed into the holidays, right? And FedEx is going to need more employees. But they announced because of the slowdown in the economy over the weekend that they are going to halt their hiring plans and their expansion plans. Those are the ones to watch. You watch the FedEx and the UPS and the uh, Postal Service and see how busy they are to get a gauge on what's going on with the economy. So when FedEx says we're not going to hire more people and we're halting our expansion plans, that's a wake-up for what's going on. And it's just Joe Biden lied his way. Look, we expected him to. He lied his way through this thing last night, and it was heavily edited by, by CBS to make him look good. He said last night that inflation has not spiked. Once you think about that for just a second. 
He shocked the White House health officials, according to Politico, their own pretty much uh, White House-run blog, Politico, by declaring the pandemic to be over. Hundreds are dying every day. More have died on his watch with the vaccines and the boosters and better treatment at hospitals than died under President Trump. And uh, he says it's over. The pandemic's over. He also shocked U.S. military leaders by saying our troops would indeed go to Taiwan and fight China if China invades Taiwan. The military immediately coming out after 60 Minutes last night saying, no, 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 we no, uh-uh, We're, we won't send troops. He also spoke on political division, saying Republicans are to blame for the political division in America. He said they come to him on the QT saying they want to work with him, but they just can't publicly work with him. With the exception of Kenzinger and with the exception of Liz Cheney, Name for me one Republican that's gone to the president and said that. Look, the president is the one on September 1st who said the Republicans are a threat to America. Okay? And so if anybody's causing political division in this country, it's not the Republicans. It's Joe Biden. And he also said, watch me. I'm not too old. Watch me. Watch what I do. Just try to keep my schedule, basically. Well, Joe, we do watch you. We watch you fall downstairs. We watch you shake hands with air. And we watch you say that American be, can be summed up in one word. The one word that America can be summed up in. We are watching you, Joe. And that's why we don't want you there anymore. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. All right, it's 536, so you, you got snothead too? Yes. Not really sure what's going on. This is dry. Yeah. Like this dry throat feel. Right. And coughing. Yep. Yeah, Lane's got it too. I've had the snot head for a couple of days. I, I tested. The, well, the, you know, the keep se- your snot head to yourself. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Lane and I don't need that kind of riffraff going on in our lives. That's right. No more snot head around here. Yeah. So, yeah, I tested. I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, because you got the big C, which is, of course, the, the big one right and then you got the little c which is the one we've been dealing with for a couple of years yeah and i'm i don't have that but i got the snot head so i guess yeah. there's stuff in the air there must be yeah stuff yeah. floating around because elaine sounds that way too yeah she, go, rawr, rawr. she sounds like she's been smoking 40 packs of camels over the weekend you know hanging with jimmy oh no come on <laughs> she's a lucky strikes girl come oh, on oh is she yeah. really <laughs> Some, something that doesn't have a filter on right, it right yeah she got them rolled up in her sleeve yeah yeah just so you know Bublé's great still yeah you saw you saw him friday saturday uh, saturday night. saturday yeah. uh still as great as he always has been excellent uh still your as date fun. was beautiful by the way thank you, you very know, much you're lucky Bublé didn't steal her away from you you know he, you know how those canadians are he had the opportunity yeah. i was a little late in re- arranging uh um, uh, transportation. So the people I arranged transportation with over at Elegant uh, Limousines and Charters and all that, right. they were taking him around and said, well, we could toss you in there with him. And oh, I said, man. Have, well, so you, you be, cleared that with him. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be a brave man to put a beautiful lady like that in a limousine. See, that's with what I'm saying. Right? And I know when I put those pictures up like that on Facebook, she's like killing me right now. I'm going to get a text any second. But yeah. when I put those pictures up on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, I know we get all the likes in the world. We get like a million likes, but it's all her. Yeah. I mean, you know, they look straight past me. I'm not yeah, even Yeah, I know how that feels, though. Yeah. It happens to me, too. Right? You know, you know, picture of my wife up there with along with me. And don't her, even see you. Yeah, 
Like I'm invisible. That's what happens to me. Yeah. We, whenever we go somewhere, we go to dinner. You know, we went to Paisano's and had child before the show, and walked in, and all these heads turn. Well, they're not turning for me because I'm standing over there. Yeah. They're looking over there at her. Right, happens. Beautiful lady. Beautiful lady. And you're married to a beautiful lady, too. Whenever we go to a restaurant, you know, we sit down, server comes over to take a order. And right. Ask her, you know, what would the lady like? And then say? turns around and walks and off. And they look at me like, yeah, what do you want, jackass? <laughs> ask her what yeah. she wants and then leaves. Yeah, <laughs> pretty okay. much. I'll go get yeah. it right now. I'll be back in just a second. I don't, yeah, That's how it works. Here. Yeah. But you had a good time overall. Yeah, so. you know, yeah. he just as smooth as can be. And nice tribute to Elvis, by the way, because he's a friend of Baz Luhrmann. Right. So he was real happy that the movie came out. He did a couple of Elvis songs. Oh, I bet he did a great job. He did a great job. Yeah. He did All Shook Up, and he uh, ended with uh, Wise Men Say, you know, Can't, can't Have Fallen in love. love. Right. And no, really good. No Jailhouse Rock. He didn't do Jailhouse <laughs> Rock. <laughs> no. And even like though it, Nancy asked, because he did One Night With You, yeah. and you know that's one of Elvis's grittiest songs, yeah. you know. And at that time, almost got him banned, which he, he was hoping would happen. Right, because it was One Night of Sin. It, it was, was One Night of Sin yeah. the first time he cut it, yeah. which meant, you know, I just want to do one thing with you tonight and yep. one thing only. Right. And uh, and they had, you know, uh, RCA came to him and said, well, we better... Change that make that a little, a little bit, bit different. Right. Well, Buble did it, yeah, and it was just this smooth, you know, Frank Sinatra version, you know, yeah. <laughs> instead right. of that gritty one night. Yeah. So anyway, it was great, awesome, yeah. Glad you all had a good time. And you know something about him? I, I'm thinking about this guys because uh, you know I've been talking, and, and I, as I talk to people in the radio business, I've been preaching this whole thing about eight second world. You've heard me say it. Mm -hmm. You got eight seconds to satisfy your audience these days because they live in a 15 second video environment. Mm -hmm. So you got to right. get them at eight seconds. And all the research that I've done in radio programming over the years, I have watched it completely evolve, and even the music has changed. Mm -hmm. It used to be those long intros that we as disc jockeys could talk over. Well, now today's music by Lady Gaga nope. and Katy Perry, no. Doesn't happen. Three seconds, and they're right into whatever the hook is, man. This is the song. This is what it's about because kiddos that are my granddaughter's age they, they turn it man yeah. click, click they're gone right like it was back in the you know in the 50s and 60s it was like right. two, two and a half three minutes hound dog get. was a minute 56 yeah right so buble walks out and instead of saving stuff like feeling good his big hits mm -hmm. for the end oh no that's what he started yeah. with came right out and got to it that's how he started yeah. and i was like hey all right man he get you know right to the hits mm -hmm. and everything he did was a hit but he didn't. Usually, they play their big records at the end. Yeah. Nope. It's right up front, baby. It's yep. in your face. Here we come. Excellent. So it was a great show. Awesome. That was fun. Good, good crowd. Good crowd was on hand. It was packed. Yeah. Completely awesome. full. I mean, the stage was on one end of the AT and T Center, so nothing yeah. back there. Right. But every every seat was was full. And people it's a had great a venue for concerts, AT&T Center. You know, I really like it. Yeah. The last two I've seen there, they have fixed a lot of the audio noise problems yeah. that they had. I saw Clapton there with uh, Jimmy Vaughn and all those guys like, you know, years ago, seven, eight years ago, and the sound was not all that great. Yeah. And I've heard complaints about the rodeo not having great sound. The rodeo concerts right. not having great sound. Well, man, the last two I've seen, Pitbull and this one were fan yep. His His audio was phenomenal. Right. Really good. It's great. Yeah, they can adjust it to the room now. Well, and what, they you know, job. they've got a really cool thing going on because he had one of those platforms where he walked out way about 100 yards into the audience, right? 
and would perform out there. Well, to keep from getting feedback, we were up close to the front of the stage, and to keep from getting feedback when he would go out there, they'd shut off the stage speakers and monitors yeah. and play out there. Right. And that's to make sure he didn't get any feedback in his yeah. microphone. And then as he came back to the stage, they, those would come back, back on. Back on. Yeah. Great. Really cool deal. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great venue. So my hat's off to the AT&T Center and their staff. The last two weekends we've gone to shows there, and they have just done a tremendous job getting you in, getting a big crowd through those metal detectors, yeah. checked in, and just wonderful. It's a great experience. Excellent. Great time. Great stuff. And thanks to our friends over at uh, Elegant Limousines. I, I go, you know, I call Kent and say, hey, man, I need, you know, let's go, let's take a ride. And uh, they got good cars. So I had a good time. Really good time. You didn't try to drive the limousine, did you? I did. Yes. I tried to yank it, it out. It happens of his every time. <laughs> I'm surprised they even go pick you up. I went, you're going to try to drive the limo again. I went full 120 on, miles an hour. I went full on Donald Trump and tried to yank it out of his hands. <laughs> he said, "Sit down and have a soft drink." Right. I said, "Okay." Trey fine. shows up with a helmet under his arm. <laughs> see how bad, let's see how fast we can get this bad boy going today. You know me too well. Hell yeah. <laughs> and the Goodyear tires are good, and the Shell yeah. gasoline was awesome. <laughs> Quick break. Coming right back, KTSA. Hey, news with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Hey, if you'd like to say the pledge, you can simply call us at 210-599-5555 or record it on your phone and send it to me, Trey at KTSA.com, Trey at KTSA.com, and we'll put you in our rotation. Love to have you say the Pledge of Allegiance here at 550 and 650 weekday mornings. So my Monday morning quickie this morning, will Republicans do this? And you can go to KTSA.com, Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. Just type in the top line up there, Trey, T-R-E-Y-K-T-S-A, into Google it'll come up. My Monday morning quickie. And by the way, when I do these videos, I keep them less than 60 seconds. This one's 55. Check it out. Uh, will Republicans do this? Uh, Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. A uh, real quick question for the media in San Antonio. How is Peter Sakai opening a brand-new campaign office? How is that news? Well, I, I get it. He's the left-wing candidate for county judge, and so you want to make him look good and you know, all that kind of stuff. But how is that news? So he opened up a campaign office. Big whoop. Anyway, Eagle Pass, Texas. Texas border town business owner sells family barbecue restaurant after multiple migrant break-ins. I just have to tell you this story. This is a story of Salino uh, Buntello-Price, second-generation owner of the Wagon Wheel, a barbecue joint down in Eagle Pass, Texas. She said, in 25 years, I've been working with my family on this for 25 years. In 25 years, we had one break-in, one. From February till now, I've had five, she said. Not only has my business been broken into and ransacked, it's the insecurity now. You don't feel safe at home anymore here in Eagle Pass. You just don't. Why? Well, first of all, there is no border. So you have a bunch of illegal immigrants that have come into the country, and they are ransacking stuff. They're breaking into places. You don't feel secure. Now, this is a lifelong resident of Eagle Pass who's been a business owner there for all these years, second generation. The Del Rio sector, which includes Eagle Pass, has had 375 illegal immigrant encounters since October. That's according to Customs and Border Protection. And she says that the immigrants have completely overrun Eagle Pass, leading residents and business owners to feel insecure, totally insecure. Once they are processed, line one, Elaine, once they are processed, she said, 
I literally see busloads on a daily basis. They're just released. They find sanctuary in anything that's abandoned or not. What I've had the value that not only had some sentimental value, but any monetary value, they have depreciated it thanks to this mess, the trash, the vandalism. Now, I've told you about, and James, hang on just a second. I'm going to come right to your call in a second. got two lines open right now, so grab a line. I've told you about my friends who send me pictures of their ranches being totally destroyed by illegal immigrants. Totally destroyed. Price said, I'm so scared that they're going to steal something that, that is a family heirloom of mine and depreciate the value even more by rummaging through my stuff and breaking into the building. Fine barbecue restaurant down there. In addition to selling the barbecue restaurant, she is selling her horses and cattle. Because, as I've told you about, illegal immigrants are cutting the fences down and letting the cattle and the horses out. She said, I was forced to because I couldn't maintain my fences quick enough anymore. They're being damaged every other day. She said that she and her 29-year-old daughter keep pistols in their bedrooms now. She said, you're worried because you think the worst-case scenarios, and that takes your peace away, our security that we once knew here in Eagle Pass is completely gone. And Biden says there is no crisis. They say, Kamala says the border is secure. Kareen uh, Jean-Pierre says the border is secure. Well, why don't they come down here and talk to people like Miss Price? Because we have a little bit of a different story for them, don't we? Hey, James, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Monday, man. Morning, Trey. How's it going? Going well. How about for you, man? Uh, pretty good. Just driving to work. But um, just had a comment to make about the wagon wheel closing. That's really, really sad. Um, I'm national. I'm a National Guard guy. I was down on the border mission, and I was in Eagle Pass. Me and all my troops would go there like two or three times a week and have barbecue down there. A lot of the soldiers really loved that place. Yeah. So I know. I know that's just a, a, a sad thing because it was, you know, it was just a good place to go when dealing with all the stuff National Guard soldiers got to deal with down there. James, tell me this, man. I mean, what what did you see while you were there? Give us a firsthand account. And this was how long ago were you there? Oh, geez. I, I came off the mission back in March. Okay. What did you see? So it's, so it's been a little while. Um, well, you know, a lot of them would come over and surrender themselves to us sure. because they knew they'd get on a bus mm-hmm. and go to wherever. Um, it just the influx was crazy. Uh, there's not enough manning down there, honestly, by the uh, uh, Border Patrol personnel themselves. I don't know how, you know, they just don't have enough people to do what they to process everything and patrol the border. Right. And the National Guard, all we're allowed to do is watch them cross and call in over radio and say, hey, they're coming over. Right. Hope you can catch them. Right. Yeah. Unless they surrendered themselves directly to us, we couldn't do anything. Yeah, but but just reporting. But so, it, but it's I mean the numbers are as bad as we hear about, right? Oh, definitely. Uh, if not worse since uh, uh, since people, you know, just since March, I've heard it's just gotten a lot worse. Yeah, and would you say the border is under control, like Kamala says it is? Oh, not even close. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, James, thank you, man. Thank you for your service, and thank you for the call this morning. It is. I mean, the wagon wheel closing down is a real big deal. I mean, think about your favorite restaurants here in San Antonio, okay? And and now they're having to shut down because the border is out of control, and these people are ransacking these businesses. Now, 
when I tell you we are bringing in a third world country, that's exactly third world countries. That's exactly what I'm talking about. The reports over the weekend that Venezuela has opened up their prisons and telling prisoners go to the United States. So the Venezuelans are coming out of their prisons, prisoners, murderers, rapists, all that kind of stuff, and they're coming right here to the United States. And when they get here, they just walk right on in. So you'll you'll see more about this in my video, uh, Treyware page, KTSA.com. But the point is, Ron DeSantis is doing a great thing, and Greg Abbott's doing a great thing, and the Democrat mayor of El Paso doing a great thing because all these liberals who say, we're sanctuary, we are, you know, they, they pounded their chest in the Trump years when Trump was closing the border, when Trump was con- actually controlling the border. And, oh, no, we welcome immigrants from all over the world to New York. We welcome them to Chicago. We welcome them to D.C. until they actually get there. And then, like, Martha's Vineyard last week, 24 hours, and they activated the National Guard to come drag them off of Martha's Vineyard. How 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 racist can you get? And by the way, 90% of the people who live in Martha's Vineyard vote Democrat every year, voted for Joe Biden in the last election. How racist can you get when within 24 hours... You come round them up with a National Guard. Get these people off my island. They're not here to cut my grass. That's exactly what's going on in these liberal enclaves where, you know, don't don't bring them to me, man. I want nothing to do with them. And, and you've got, you know, they have those big, beautiful homes like the Obama's home, eight bathrooms, and I don't know how many bedrooms, probably 13 to 14 bedrooms, plenty of room for them to be housed in Obama's house alone. All right, real quick, Brad, before the top of the hour. Yes, go ahead. Hey, uh, Venezuela, I saw a documentary about their prisons. The government doesn't even control the prisons. The government prison guards are outside the perimeter, and those things are ran and managed and everything by the inmates themselves. <laughs> so you want to talk about MS-13 and those types yeah. of thugs and thieves and whatnot? If we get a tsunami of those guys, that's assuming they get all the way up from down there. Uh, we're cave by the door. You ain't seen nothing yet in terms of criminals and dope addicts and yeah. all the other stuff. Right. The only thing is the Venezuelans are going to be anti-communist and anti-socialist after what they've been through. That's the only redeeming point. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate it. Back in just a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. On FM 1071. Hit it. It's a 6.08 now, KTSA. It's Monday. Good to be back. Thanks, Sean, for doing the show on Friday. It is the 19th of September, and the phones are always open at 210-599-5555. Ernie, I see I'm coming a second. I got three lines open, 210-599-5555. We're talking about the border this morning because the brilliant stroke of genius that Greg Abbott started, the governor of Texas, hallelujah, by sending illegal immigrants into New York and, and Washington, D.C., and now Ron DeSantis picked up on it and, and, and started DeSantis Airways and is flying them to Martha's Vineyard. He said, hey, there's more on the way. And, and the snoots up at Martha's Vineyard, well, they like to talk about being a sanctuary city. And during the Trump years, can't believe he's closing the border and we welcome him here. We welcome all immigrants from around the world. We're a sanctuary city until they get there. And it took them 24 hours to activate the National Guard, round them up, and get them off of Martha's Vineyard. 24 hours. And now, 
talk is at the White House that they are looking at attacking uh, the governors of these various states, meaning Ducey and Abbott and now DeSantis, that they're going to send their, their favorite attack dog, Attorney General Merrick Garland, out to stop these guys. Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, says, I'm considering legal action against Greg Abbott. Please, please go after these guys. This would be great. Because all it does is shows how hypocritical these people are. And how, oh, it's fine as long as it's in the brown towns of Brownsville and Eagle Pass and El Paso and Del Rio. Don't Del Rio my D.C. As long as it's down there, hey, that's fine. They can trash businesses like the Wagon Wheel and force a 25-year barbecue restaurant to shut down. That's fine. We don't care about that. We don't care about the crime, and we don't care about the ranches being destroyed. We don't care about that. That's down there in brown town. But don't brown my Martha's Vineyard, because the minute you bring the brown to my Martha's Vineyard, well, I'm going to call in the National Guard. We won't have that around here. The National Guard shows up and hauls them off. Hauls them off? National Guard? Wait a minute. I thought you were Sanctuary City. Hmm. And then they're saying, we got to go after him because uh, this, is, this is human smuggling. Hey, the biggest human trafficker on planet Earth is Joe Biden. He is involved in this up to his eyeballs. He is allowing this to happen. He is encouraging it. He is the biggest human trafficker on planet Earth. And Chuck Todd, of course, NBC yesterday. It's inhumane. Inhumane to send them to Martha's Vineyard? where they drink Chardonnay all day and get manicures and pedicures on the beach, that's inhumane. So Max LaFeld, I don't, you, you, you don't need to know this guy. He's a founding member of the Casa Venezuela Dallas Foundation. They're one of these NGOs that gets a lot of your money to take care of illegal immigrants once they come into the country, distribute them around the country, and all of those kind of things. He said this in a tweet that was retweeted by NBC News. Quote, Florida Governor DeSantis sending asylum seekers to Martha's Vineyard is like me taking my trash out and driving to different areas where I live and throwing my trash in those different areas. Think about that for a minute. He heads up one of these NGOs and gets a bunch of your taxpayer dollars, and he calls the illegal immigrants trash. They're trash. And DeSantis is taking the trash and throwing the trash out the window of the car. That's almost as bad as Jill Biden saying that Hispanics are tacos. Almost as bad as that. The illegal eagle immigrants were, were boarded two buses headed off the Joint Base Cape Cod where the National Guard, 125 National Guard troops in less than 24 hours, grabbed them and took them. So, yeah, okay, let's, let's ratchet this up a notch. Let's come after the governors of Texas and Florida and Arizona and the Democrat mayor of El Paso. Let's come after them. But once you come after them, make sure that you come after Joe Biden as well because Joe Biden has been flying them in the dead of night. If you read the Wall Street Journal, you would learn he's been flying them in the dead of night for 14 months, dropping them off in the dead of night for 14 months. And even her, his former press secretary used to joke about it. I know it's a little bit early for some people of a flight, but hey, you know, they got it. we got to fly them out. <laughs> so... They've been doing it. And now Mayor Adams in New York is talking about putting them on cruise ships in New York. We, we may have to commandeer cruise ships from, you know, Royal Caribbean and, you know, whoever else and put these people on cruise ships because we don't, we, we can't have them here in New York City. 
Unless, of course, they're cutting the grass. You see how racist these people truly are? That's why this is a stroke of genius on behalf of DeSantis and Abbott. And they need to keep it up. And not only just keep it up, but they need to increase it by about a hundredfold. DeSantis, I'd wear out the air between Florida and Martha's Vineyard with however many you can stuff on those airplanes and keep DeSantis Airways going. 210-599-5555. Ernie, you're on KTSA. Good morning. Ernie, good morning. Good morning, uh, Trey. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Go ahead, Ernie. Okay, uh, yeah, the, the uh, reception center that they have in San Pedro, uh, a lot of those illegals are, are migrating from there to, to some of these apartments that uh, that are run by the city of San Antonio. They're inside the grounds, Trey, inside the grounds of the apartment, uh, sitting on curbs and uh, urinating there and throwing trash. And there's a lot of females that live out there alone, and they're getting scared. The, the crisis is here, Trey. The crisis oh, is Oh, no, it's not, Ernie. I've talked to the city council folks. It is not a crisis here at all. No, no, no. Ernie, you must be making all this up because it's completely under control. The airport is cleaned uh-huh. up. The streets are cleaned up. There's nobody uh-huh. panhandling anywhere. There's not any shanty towns with these lean-tos that have been thrown up on San Pedro. And other- no, Ernie. Come on, you, 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 you're making all this up. I wish. <laughs> Ernie, have a good day. Have a good week. I wish you were too, man. I really do. I wish this problem didn't exist. It didn't exist the four years of Donald Trump because he believed in controlling the border. And the result of controlling the border was less crime. You didn't have people riding around on scooters shooting people like you did this weekend in New York. I'm going to tell you about that in a minute. You didn't have fentanyl killing our children like you do right now, and I'm going to tell you more about that in a minute. You had rising um, salaries in every sector with every race. Salaries were going up because you had fewer workers and you had more openings. So with fewer workers and more openings, the worker was in the driver's seat and he could command whatever salary he wanted to command. That's what was going on during the Trump years. Obama, or, or, yeah, Obama, Biden, Biden, Obama have completely destroyed that. We are less safe, less secure right now than we were under Trump. And that's just a fact. That's not a partisan hack. That's a fact. Ron, go right ahead. You're on KTSA. Good morning to you, sir. Hey, good morning, sir. How are we doing today? Doing well. How are you, sir? Doing well, thank you. Good. Hey, heading off to the airport, and uh, I just heard your last caller regarding the uh, Migrant Resource Center. Yep. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe uh, Mr. Nuremberg decided that uh, uh, we're going to use city funding for that with hopes of having it refunded by the federal government. Correct. That is correct. At what point does he anticipate that happening? And if there's no plan in place, how long has he funded this, uh, the Resource Center? um, All summer. For... uh, for all summer all long. Summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. tunes of, of, of the tune of millions of dollars, because not only is the resource center being funded, but they're also paying for the plane tickets that Joe Biden is using to send these people all over the country. You, San Antonio taxpayers are betting on the come. That was that was my follow on question, because I'm like I said, I'm heading off to the airport right now for uh, for a work trip. And uh, uh, I know over the last we'll just say the last 12 months, 
uh, I fly quite a bit out of San Antonio, and unfortunately, uh, I do see the special, and I'm not going to say special treatment, but it is different treatment. Oh, it is. Oh, for sure. And at at what point is this going to start being highlighted other than the local news station that has done that actual, say, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, that was uh, News Uh, 4 with Jay Avila. No, no, it's not being talked about, and that was the, see, Ron, that was the the stroke of genius in Ron DeSantis sending them to Martha's Vineyard because every news outlet in America went there to cover it. New York Times, Washington Post, ABC, NBC, all these other groups that had totally blown this off. They have yet to come to the border to report on this. They all went to Martha's Vineyard to cover that, and that's why I say keep it up because as they continue to flood these zones, these Democrat enclaves, as they continue to flood those areas with illegal immigrants, more and more media will have to pay attention to it. But as long as it's happening in brown towns Texas, baby, it ain't no big Absolutely. deal. You know, that's their attitude. That's how they think. Of Absolutely. It. Yeah. And, you know, ironically, I'm heading off to uh, to uh, the East Coast over to uh, Delaware, and I'm kind of curious to see how many people will be uh, on our flights uh, well, out that way as well. You know, Ron, and, and have a safe flight. Thank you for your call. Uh, that is something else that DeSantis is talking about, is sending them to uh, Delaware, Rio Both Beach, and to uh, Wilmington, Joe Biden's home. So good. Good on him. All right, real quick, uh, Pete, before the break, go right ahead, sir. Uh, you know that service center on San Pedro over there? Yep. <clears throat> the one that somebody had talked about? Yep. You know, I, we should do it here locally, like what DeSantis and Abbott are doing. You know, I live out here. In- All right, 625 now, KTSA, Treyware here at 210-599-5555. Pretty interesting thing going on with the FBI and these whistleblowers now. Um, I don't know if you've been hearing the stories of these whistleblowers lately who have been coming forth to talk about what's going on inside of the FBI. But they have been approaching members of Congress, both people in the Senate and in the House, these whistleblowers from inside the FBI, to talk about what's happening there. Obviously, some of these agents are getting their belly full of what's happening inside of the agency as well under Merrick Garland. So I'm going to tell you more about that on the other side, about what the FBI agents are being pushed to do now. And it concerns those who Joe Biden says are a threat to America. So this is really important stuff, and I'm going to do that after the bottom of the hour news, which is coming up here in a couple of seconds. Uh, a lot of focus today. By the way, the Queen, uh, her funeral is, is happening right now as we speak. A lot of pageantry, pomp, circumstances going up there. Uh, a lot of attention right now on the border because of what these Republican governors, primarily Greg Abbott, thank God for Greg Abbott and what he has been doing, uh, Steve, uh, Ducey over in, uh, in uh, Arizona, uh, and now Ron DeSantis, And that is, if they're not going to come to the border, if the Democrats refuse to come to the border, then we're going to take the border to them. And we're going to show them what's been going on here the last 14 months under Joe Biden at our border, with millions upon millions upon millions coming across the southern border into Texas and Arizona and even California. So flying them last Wednesday up to Martha's Vineyard was a stroke of genius because Martha's Vineyard likes to act all hoity-toity, all sanctimonious about who they are and how they're ready to take care of any person who comes to the country illegally because we're a sanctuary city. And then they show up. And within 24 hours, they call out the National Guard to get them out of Martha's Vineyard. And all the media has reached out to all the rich celebrities like the Obamas for a quote, and they refuse to even answer the media. They won't give them a quote as far as having the the illegal aliens uh, shipped right to Martha's Vineyard. 
So they took them out as quickly as they could. They couldn't stand to have them there even for 24 hours. They had to get rid of them. And New York is now talking about putting them out of New York and onto cruise ships in the water so they can float out there in the water because we don't want them here in New York. This is who they are. This is exactly who these left-wing Democrats are, and it could be solved in a hurry. And the way to solve it, obviously, is to control the border, is to do your job and control the border. Joe Biden should have been impeached over this issue a long time ago, and I know that papers are going to be uh, started today. Impeachment papers are going to be introduced today by Marjorie Taylor Greene, and uh, and we'll see you know, uh, if it's going to go anywhere. It will not go anywhere in a Democrat-controlled Congress. But if the Republicans are put into power in November, they have an opportunity to impeach Joe Biden because he's breaking the law. He is the biggest human trafficker on planet Earth. I agree with Ted Cruz. I've been saying it for months. Joe Biden has has allowed these people, encouraged these people to come into the United States, and he's been putting them on airplanes right here in San Antonio, and he's the one who has been sending them all over the country. They're all, they've, they've all got their hair upside down right now because Ron DeSantis sent them to, to Martha's Vineyard, and another seven busloads ended up in New York yesterday from us, a gift from us, the gift that keeps on giving. And now they got their hair all on fire about this. But Joe Biden's been distributing them throughout the country for 14 months, been putting them on airplanes and on buses and sending them all over America for 14 months, and they haven't even talked about it not even one time. He's a human trafficker. He's breaking the law and needs to be impeached for it. So we'll see what happens. All right, coming up, the whistleblowers and the FBI are starting to talk. I'll tell you more about that. Well, Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC is here to take care of you and take care of your family and all of your needs when it comes to your heat, your AC, and your plumbing. They will do a great job for you. One call does it all to Quarter Moon at 210-651-5899. They do residential and commercial work, big and small jobs. They are full-service plumbing and AC company ready to respond to you at a moment's notice and take care of your family. Their service trucks, well, they are fully stocked. No, none of this having to run back to a warehouse somewhere or down to you know, Home Depot or Lowe's to pick up what they need. They've got it there on the trucks. And, of course, always train professionals to take care of you, and no commission sales reps will ever come to your house. These are people that are ready to take care of your issue. AC, heating, and plumbing at Quarter Moon. They'll take great care of you as Quarter Moon. Hey, check out the Treyware page at KTSA.com. That's Treyware. That's Trey, T-R-E-Y, KTSA.com. Got a brand-new video up there for you this morning. Will Republicans do this? That's the Treyware page, KTSA.com. All right, 638, Trey Ware, KTSA, 210-599-5555. Great to have you this morning. It's going to be a really warm week all week. Uh, but there is hope that we're going to get a, a front this time next week. It's a long way off, but we'll you know, keep you up to date as we move forward this week. Uh, the, the Queen's uh, funeral is continuing uh, in London right now, and I believe she's going to be entombed in Westminster, and they are uh, now the funeral procession is headed that way with her coffin, and uh, and they've had the, the, the ceremony and everything else. So it's continuing to uh, move forward right now. There's really no uh, audio to get you right now because they're walking down the main thoroughfare toward Westminster right now. And uh, so there's not really anything that's going on other than a whole bunch of commentary for some talking heads and stuff like that. Um, I, I, I've been saying, with all the, the stuff that's been going on at the FBI for quite some time, I have been saying and saying it very uh, clearly that this does not include the, the field agents. The field agents are doing a fantastic job, and they keep us safe every day in ways we don't even know is going on. We're talking about the political leadership 
the heads who are political figures like a Jim Comey and now a Merrick Garland and, and Christopher Ray and people like that. And now people within the agency obviously are t- sick and tired of what's going on in the upper echelon and they're beginning to speak out and they're reaching out to senators and congresspeople and they're telling their stories. They are what's known as whistleblowers. Now, whistleblowers get protection of anonymity. If you remember the Trump impeachment, don't say the whistleblower's name. We all know it was Alexander Vindman, but don't say Vindman. He's a whistleblower. He gets anonymity, right? So they couldn't even say his name. Well, you can't say it here in the in the FBI because not, not only do you get the protection of anonymity, but you get, when you're a whistleblower, you get the protection of no reprisal. It's against federal law. If somebody is a whistleblower, to go against them. So now whistleblowers have been reaching out, and we've been chronicling the stories the past several weeks of these agents that are now speaking up as to what actually has been going on. All right, which brings us to this morning. From the Washington Times, the Biden administration is pushing federal law enforcement to exaggerate the threat from domestic terrorism and white supremacy as the White House has been using those threats as political talking points. We remember, oh, no, it's going to be, she's going to be entombed at Windsor. That's right. Yeah. Thank you, Jimmy. Current and former members of the FBI are saying that President Joe Biden's administration is pushing the Bureau to devote more resources than necessary toward combating domestic terrorism, especially when there's a racial component. You do remember, we're, we're old enough to remember September 1st when Joe Biden came out in a very Hitlerian way, with the red walls behind him, the Navy behind him, his wife holding his hand so he doesn't fall down. And in that speech, told us how people who are conservatives, people who basically don't agree with him and don't vote the way he wants you to vote, thinking Americans, anybody who disagrees with him is a threat to the United States of America. You remember that? Well, apparently now, according to these whistleblowers, in order to back up those claims of of MAGA people and people who don't vote for Democrats uh, being threats to America, in order to back up those claims, they have been dispatching the FBI to go out and to support those claims. But you know what's happening? They're not finding the evidence. The whistleblowers are saying that the push is so forceful that otherwise legal activities are sometimes swept up in the FBI scrutiny of certain actions for a potential extremist link. Quote from the whistleblower, We are the lapdogs, as special agents doing these sorts of investigations, trying to find a crime to fit otherwise First Amendment protected activities. If they have a Gadsden flag, and they own guns, and they're mean at school board meetings, that's a domestic terrorist, end quote. That's from a whistleblower. They're being told to go out and basically uh, come up with dossiers on people who Joe Biden disagrees with, MAGA people, Donald Trump supporters, Donald Trump voters, to support his outrageous claim that you're a threat to the United States of America. And they're not finding these people. Stuff that you say, if you're in that crowd, is protected by the First Amendment. You haven't blown anything up. You haven't shot anybody. And so the FBI is coming back, or the agents are coming back, and we don't have anything. Quote, there's no question the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans, and that's a threat to the country. Remember when, when Joe Biden said that? 
MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. Together we can choose a different path, end quote. So the FBI was sent out to find those MAGA Republicans who are acting in those ways, and guess what? They're not finding them, according to the whistleblowers. From recent protected disclosures, we have learned that FBI officials are pressuring agents to reclassify cases as domestic violence extremism, even if the cases do not meet the criteria for such a classification. Go back and reclassify it as violent extremism. But it doesn't meet that criteria. It doesn't, doesn't hit that standard, that bar. We don't care. Reclassify it. Given the narrative pushed by the Biden administration that domestic violent extremism is the greatest threat facing our country, the revelation that the FBI artificially padding domestic terrorism is scandalous, says Congressman Jim Jordan in a letter to FBI Director Christopher Wray. We have received, this is Jordan, we have received accusations that FBI agents are bolstering the number of cases of DVEs, domestic violence, to satisfy their superiors. For one example, one whistleblower explained that because agents are not finding enough of these cases, they are encouraged and incentivized to reclassify cases as these domestic cases, even though there is minimal circumstantial evidence to support the reclassification. Did you hear that? According to these FBI whistleblowers, they have been sent out to find cases to support Joe Biden's claim that you are a white supremacist, that you are a terrorist, that you are a threat to the United States, and they're not finding that, they're not coming up with anything. So they're being told to go back and reclassify cases that didn't set that, didn't reach that st standard, that bar, reclassify that case as a domestic violence, domestic terrorist case. They are so, so down that they don't have the, the evidence to back up this claim that the president made in front of that red wall. But now they're reclassifying cases as being a domestic violence case, so they have the numbers on their side. This is your government. And these are whistleblowers, thank God for them, within your government coming out and telling these stories to members of Congress and the Senate and, of course, now to members of the media. This is what's happening inside the agencies, these whistleblowers are saying, particularly the FBI. Because Joe Biden has put so much pressure on them to come up with the numbers to back up what he's got to say about people who are domestic violence people. And so, he goes on 60 Minutes last night in an interview that was clearly done to make him look good. Heavily edited. The questions were clearly in front of him because he had a sheet in front of him. And he was asked... What the biggest issue is today by San Antonio's own Scott Pelley. Oh, yeah, political division. Yeah, the Republicans don't want to deal with me. They'll tell me on the QT they want to deal with me, but they can't do it in public. Well, no, the political division comes from Joe Biden. September 1st, if you don't vote the way he wants you to vote, if you disagree with him, you're a domestic terrorist and you are a threat to the United States. And they've sent, according to the whistleblowers, sent the FBI agents out to try to find these folks, and they can't find them. All right, quick break. More coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA, for my friend, Dr. Mark Avercorn at River City Oral Surgery. River City Oral Surgery, where the prices of what he does right there on the website. Yep. There's no, you know, hiding the ball with him. He's, he's straight up. He'll tell you what it's going to cost you to get an implant done. 
He'll tell you on the website what it's going to cost you to have wisdom teeth removed or to have other teeth removed. You need other extractions. He can do all that for you at River City Oral Surgery. He's not only a great dentist, but he's a medical doctor. He does facial surgery, major, major facial surgery as well, cleft palates and stuff like that. He's great at all this stuff. I have seen the results of his work, and I can tell you it's fine work. You're going to be in the best hands possible when you start seeing our friend, Dr. Mark Habercorn at River City Oral Surgery. The stories that we get told to us by his patients are life-changing, life-enhancing, life-bettering stories. And that's what River City Oral Surgery will do for you and your family as well. doesn't matter the age. Just check them out online at rivercityoms.com, rivercityoms.com. And on the phone, 210-778-0002. Dave Ware, a peer courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. The stock market headed broadly lower. Both the Dow and the Nasdaq down. Retail stocks have fallen. Broadly lower today. we got a market adjustment. It's earning money the hard way. And that's the bottom line. Money. All right, let's talk money. We do it every Monday at this time. Carl Eggers, CreatingRicherLives.com. CreatingRicherLives.com. Financial expert says the government has fueled inflation is killing retirements. Dr. David Phelps arguing in his latest book, Inflation, the Silent Retirement Killer. Inflation is continuing to bring pain as it chips away at consumers' buying power. Talk to us about that, Carl. Well, that that is a that's the biggest killer. Trey is is inflation to one's retirement, and especially those living off of a fixed income. Which you know, you talk about social security, and yes, we get adjustments to that, but that's you know typically pretty low, and it, it doesn't really keep up with the rate of inflation. Talk about military pensions, and then a lot of people just have a flat fixed pension where it doesn't adjust at all. And so when you have costs going up and your income's not, that gap needs to be made up by your savings. And so, and it's real tough when your savings is going down because the market's going down. And so it's kind of interesting that, you know, everybody complains about the Federal Reserve and and me included, um, but they're raising interest rates to try to slow down inflation. But at the same time, one way to do that is to throw you into a recession. They're trying to stop people from buying stuff. And so it's this delicate balance between – you want a little bit of inflation in your economy, but when you have too much like we've had, it's a it's a real tough thing for a lot of people living paycheck to paycheck. We were 1.8 to 2.0 under uh, under Donald Trump, and, of course, we all know what it's been now. We've had about a 14-point uh, increase in inflation, 14 percentage point increase in inflation since uh, Joe Biden, the 14 months of his administration since he's been in power. And you're right, uh, Jerome Powell's trying to figure out uh, how, to, how to bring this down. Larry Summers, who was uh, Barack Obama's chief economist, said that uh, we're going to have to suffer high rates and we're going to have to suffer through high unemployment for a while to get this under control. I, I think so, and the Fed said as much, and that's, that's why the market is suffering because the Fed seems hell-bent to say that's our, our chief concern is getting inflation down, and if it causes some pain, we're going to have to do that. And so this week they're probably going to raise rates another three-quarters of a percent. Now the good news is, and everybody listening needs to understand this, if, you're, if your bank's not paying you enough interest, you know, treasury bills, uh, things of that nature are now paying 35 to 4%. So you can actually get some real interest on your savings if you search around a bit, and that's one way to keep up with the inflation a little bit and not take so much risk with the market. But I can tell you over the long term, the way to beat inflation is to own assets. I mean, I know the market's going down right now, but to own real estate, to own stocks, those are the things that beat inflation over the long term, and I think they will. And at some point, 
when, when the market sniffs out that inflation's finally starting to come down a little bit, you will see the market rally. Right now, you know, we got that, that bad report last week. Uh, you heard FedEx say, hey, things are tough globally mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. That really spooked the market. And so, you know, and it's, it's, that was FedEx's worst day ever for their stock in one day. You know what's pretty interesting to me about that, Carl, is with them saying we're not going to hire anybody right now and we're making expansion changes, um, we're headed into the holiday season. I mean, you would think that they'd be ramping up and they'd be hiring more people for the holiday season. Do you think they're anticipating a soft season this year? Well, I think there's some FedEx issues specifically. Well, sure. And let's not forget, let's not forget, Amazon ships a lot of their own stuff. Right. Everybody thinks that it's just FedEx and UPS, and it's not. And so they've got competition now. So some of this is a FedEx-specific issue. Mm -hmm. In fact, we saw the Home Depot CEO come out and say they haven't been more bullish, people improving their homes, buying stuff still. So, you know, it could be a FedEx-specific issue, and they're blaming the global economy. But it certainly was another shot to the – to the bull to say, oh my gosh, I thought we were recovering. Well, now. the reason I the reason I ask that is because <clears throat> right now people have to prioritize, and and the number one priority is gas and groceries, right? So it, it, either we start the holiday season now, which I think is going to happen, and people start buying now, or we're going to have a real soft uh, holiday season. In other words, there won't be the last minute stuff unless it's going to be bargain hunting. I think. I think. Well, look at your utility bills too. Right. They're going to they're going to be going higher this. this well, this year. and they've all said that, right? They've all to all the utilities yeah. have said all across the country. That utility rates are going up. Carl, thank you. CreatingRichAlives.com is where you find him. And every Monday at this time, Carl Eggers right here on KTSA. Coming back, Ware and Rima up next. Trey Ware, KTSA. The 